Um, good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to, we'd like, yeah, we'd like to welcome you to Joe and Martin's podcast, part three. Um, for the regular user, um, you'll be thinking that we've literally made these consecutively in no time at all. In reality, it's been six months since we've last made six a podcast. Months. I'm not saying we've had writer's block, um, but yeah, I've not said something funny for about a year now. That includes the first two podcasts. So I, f- I think it's a stretch by saying it's been just a year. Yeah. But there we go. <laughs> Fair enough. So um, today we've decided to go down a slightly different method. So the first podcast, Joe wrote nothing. The second podcast, we both wrote a few bits and pieces. And the third podcast, we've wrote nothing and decided to see... Let's just see what... Actually, sorry, I've just seen Joe's notes. <laughs> Joe's got one bullet point, so... so I read it out? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, actually, if you want to, yeah, go on. Well, it's got a title. It says Festivals, mm-hmm. which, coincidentally, this podcast is about festivals. Well, you've just told him now, haven't you? Yep. Okay, well, do you want me to not tell people that? Or? Say okay. it grander. Make it more exciting, right? Okay. And this <laughs> one is about... Oh, okay. This podcast is about festivals. <laughs> This festival's about podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine someone turning up to a festival about podcasts? Hello, mate. Yeah, uh, if you just go down there past the main stage, yeah, that's a that's about comedy podcast. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, that exists. <laughs> and it would have given it away with the first bullet point. Well, say the first bullet point, the only yeah. bullet point. Yeah. History of festivals. <laughs> but the thing I know, you've not done that much research on the matter, so I'm intrigued to see uh, where we come with that. Um, so basically, what we're going to be doing today is, is drawing upon some of our own experiences at festivals. Now, when we say festivals, we're talking about music festivals, not beer festivals or Meccano festivals. Cheese festivals. Cheese, we do like cheese, though. Not or cheese. podcast festivals. Or, or podcast festivals. Or any other kind of creepy festival that you wouldn't find us in. Um, and I bet you and your girlfriend have been to one of those in the last six months. If someone who's listening to this has been to a cheese festival where you've got one of those fondue based activities at any point you probably shouldn't listen to this because what have we got to offer you if you've got a fondue and that makes you happy and yes Alec James might have made cheese but go and get them from the internet or something yeah you're out anyway so this is about music festivals only really so just to talk about our credentials and I hate people that boast about the festivals they've been to we've done a few because we are typical down and out early 30 base humans well don't say the age to only really get a kick out of going to a festival and actually escaping our real lives for a brief period of time so we've actually done quite a lot so we've been to Glastonbury Reading Noz Alive where else have we been? <laughs> I like that we sound like real festival heroes like we've been to all the big ones in the world <laughs> yeah we've been to about three or four repeatedly <laughs> throughout our mid-twenties we don't diversify very often have um, we been to Burning Man Festival no, no, no. have no. we been to Coachella no no no, no, no. no. have we been anywhere else other than Glastonbury <laughs> no. Reading yeah. and Noz Alive which only about yeah. 1% of you've got a couple person. of you've got a couple of real experts here that have <laughs> that have travelled the globe badly um have not travelled the globe. We haven't travelled the globe yeah. at all, really. Um, yeah, if it's not an easy jet, we probably ain't been there. So, um, but what we're going to do is kind of talk to you about a few kind of key areas. Um, and as Joe's been as bold as he has been to bullet point history of festivals, the history of festivals. He's going to kick off with a little chat about the history of festivals. Well, hi, this is Joe Martin's podcast. It- I know how festivals started. That I was, yeah. I was. Uh, it was around the early. <laughs> so this, it all started in the early seventies when it was. This couple, that's when festivals started in the early seventies. Early seventies. So you, yeah. you're talking. You're talking about a similar sort of time as 
What, David Bowie? Yeah, post Woodstock. Yeah. Post Woodstock. Yeah. Um, That's when the festival started. A wonderful time. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this couple, they were they were wanting to go to the next level in their relationship. You mean okay, yeah, go on. No, not that way, no. Okay, yeah. That's just crude. We don't no, do yeah, that. Right, sorry. We don't do toilet humour. No. Or sex. Mm. Uh, you certainly don't, but anyway, carry on. And well, they, they, they thought, let's go and do something different because they've only been on dates to this point in time after nine months. That's how relationships work, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Nine months of just dates. Just dates. Not no, spending any more time on that. No together. commitment. Yeah. Right. And they thought, let's go camping. Right. Well, okay. Camping was camping existed then. Camping was a thing that people did. Because I'd seen carry-on camping. So, yeah, the, uh, and they went, they went camping and it, it soon turned out that really uh, the, guy was, the guy's name was Darren. Okay. He wasn't having the best of times at this uh, camping yeah. site that they were at. Yeah. All the time, his girlfriend would just keep moaning about stuff. It was just, yeah. oh, oh, Darren, the sun's shining a bit too much. Darren, can you can you hide the shade from my eyes, please? I remember being there. The opening comment I heard of her was... You, um, when were you born, what year? Similar. Um <laughs> I remember the opening comment she said was um, was this. So this is to her boyfriend. Um, bear in mind they've just woken up. The sunset, sunset. The sun has just risen, and he's just opened his little eyes, little Darren. He's got she, little eyes. And she turns round and says the kind of question that you wouldn't expect Stephen Fry or Stephen Hawkins to actually have an answer for. And the question was this: Darren, why is it so hot now? I don't know if he was a sunologist, which is someone who's sunologist an, ex- is an, ex- sun expert, someone who's an expert in the sun. Yeah. But to ask him why the climate was that hot at 7am seems like a big ask. Yeah. But it didn't stop there, did it? No, it was in a cold part of Tooting Broadway as well. But anyway. What other questions was she asking? Well, she just, she just, you know, it was nice at first. Cause it's like, do you know what? He wants to look after her. They've yeah. been together for nine months. Yeah. Um, and he's got little eyes. So, yeah. you know, there's, there's things that they want to do together. But it, you get to the point of going... Darren, my foot hurts. And or, is, is that a rhetorical question? Does does she want an answer? What could Darren do about the, this? I remember, I remember he, I remember her saying to him, "Darren, why is the sky so blue?" And it was even he, in his infinite wisdom, he didn't understand why the sky was so blue. Or Darren, where's the donkeys? Exactly. exactly. There's no donkeys in camping. Let's be honest. What we're building up for you guys is is a relationship here, which probably many of you are in. And actually, he had to find a way where he wouldn't get asked questions that he couldn't answer. And actually, he could have a good time while camping, which is, which is actually is a very clever idea of his. What can I do to make this better for me? Why I'm getting questions such as, Darren, why is your beard so long? Darren, the showers are tepid. Darren, why is there only four members of the Turtles and they're led by a rat called Splinter? Just ridiculous stuff that she would ask all the time. So anyway, Darren decided I'm going to set something up where it's large enough in scale that I can probably be at one end. I can still class this as a weekend away, so you get time away together. Okay. But also that it's, it's big enough and there's enough to do that these sort of questions won't come up. Now, mm. in theory, this was all well and good, but yeah. the reality was it just made things worse. You've got a lot of Darren's girlfriends going around at festivals today, and you've probably experienced this. You're probably part of this. 
Um, and you know, this is not about whether you're, you know, in a relationship or not. You you might have heard this. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> but but it, it, I think I think what you are trying to say there, Joe, is is that where Darren Moore's with his missus at that time was is that he he looked around what else was on offer and he had Butlins or he had some other kind of holiday camps but there was nothing that really floated his boat but I think from his point of view he wanted to see what he could do that involved the camping aspect of sleeping under the stars undercooking sausages then eating them singing kumbaya around a campfire or just having fun in that you know that outdoorsy way that middle class people enjoy and now what you get is Darren I want to see the chain smokers <laughs> exactly but that's very much down the line of this story. Um, but I think you understand now, guys, what we're trying to get here. And not to make this sexist in any way, because Darren could actually be Dolly. Yeah. And it could be a boy saying this to a girl. It's and not about sex or your sexual orientation. We don't do that in this podcast. We don't do that. This is about festivals. This is about festivals. And if you actually have become offended by the fact he's called Darren, then perhaps this isn't a podcast for you. And there's a great festival based on podcasts that maybe you could go to. Darren, the gender pay gap is too much. <laughs> so anyway, let's let's carry on with actually the tale now. And this is the point. This is the point. You know the point in the film where they've spent a lot of time kind of building up the plot. They're building up what's going to happen. They've made a problem, and now somebody has got to come with a resolution. Darren, step forward. Darren, have you got an axe? <laughs> Darren, why is that duck quacking? Darren, it's morning! Darren, hey, Mario! So, Joe, what happened? Darren! <laughs> I've only got three shoes! <laughs> okay, so, Darren, what Darren, happened? I've had four paracetamol and it's not doing anything! Darren, when did birds of a feather start? Darren! Darren! Um, so, you can understand the predicament that. Darren finds himself in yeah. here. So what he wanted to do was spread the good, spread the joy, set something up where everybody wins. He can stay in a relationship but have a good time. Yeah. But the reality was that... Darren! There's no more pop socks in the bag! Darren! Why are they called hamburgers but they don't contain ham? Darren! I like hopscotch. Darren, why is Netflix not working? Because it's 1971! Darren, isn't that funny? <laughs> she was actually being quite nice then. Yeah, she was actually. By then, nice. he'd had enough. Yeah. He or she. He couldn't see the wheat through the sheaf? Is that the same? Wheat through the sheaf. He couldn't see the wheat through the sheaf. Wheat from the chaff. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's Separate it. the wheat. Re- yeah, but that's completely different. Do it again. The wheat Do it again. The- yeah, no, just for me, for my benefit. Okay. Trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. That's it. Yeah. Not the wheat through the sheaf. That's a pub, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so okay. that's a Weatherspoons. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> after setting up festivals, Darren went down in folklore. Darren! Darren! Where's my glockenspiel? Darren! <laughs> I've got a blister! Okay. Darren! Darren! I think I'm Mick Jagger! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Darren set up festivals, and and now we get to a point where we are today. We have these festivals, these superstar DJs. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Can I just stop you there? 
You can't just skirt over the fact that Darren set it up festivals within a literally a sentence. There's got to be more. It make it, it more t- climatic. Took right? him more than a sentence. What? I mean, what do you want from Darren? And then what Darren did next was he went, "How could I draw all of the things that I love, expand upon it, and make something that millions of people worldwide will love forever?" And at that moment, Darren created festivals. Darren, it's a bit salty. <laughs> That's why Darren didn't do that sort of stuff. Uh, uh, fair enough. He was burdened. He was very much burdened. From the wheat of the chaff. Through, he couldn't see the wheat through the sheaf. He, um, couldn't, he couldn't see the owl through the pussycat. <laughs> um, okay. And that was it. That Darren, was the history of festivals. Darren That's created it. festivals. Just so you know, and you're probably thinking... How did he come up the word festival? His name was Darren Festival. <laughs> it was Darren Festival. It's the whole it's the point of this thing that if I wrote this, I would have put that in. That's how the whole story links back together beautifully. Yeah, um, Darren Festival. And just so you know, um, Darren and his girl, uh, sorry, and his wife, the um, wife were yeah. happily married um, until he bu- brutally axe-murdered her in 1987 for asking over one million questions per week. Um, and and that, that ended, uh, I think it, there was a recording where it, it ended with, Darren, that's an axe! Darren, why is that axe so stingy? Darren, I'm bleeding! Darren, why does killing me take so long? Darren, you're not very good at this! <laughs> So that was the end of uh, Darren Festival and his wife, who was brutally murdered by himself after a number of questions. But he gave the world festivals. So for that, we commend you. Thank you very much. You've been fantastic. Cheers, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Take care, mate. Hi, this is Joe Martin's podcast. So up next, we're going to talk to you about some hard-hitting journalism, some stuff that isn't usually talked about by your average festival goer. Or your average shitty podcast, either. Exactly. So what we're going to do now is is we're going to talk about something that happens at festivals that people have been scared to talk about. We live in a generation now of the Me Too movement, and we think it's about time now that we bring to you guys hashtag Lunkhead. Now, oh, here we go. you're probably thinking to yourself immediately, what did that guy say? And that guy said, hashtag Lunkhead. Lunkhead is what we're here to talk to you about today. And do you know what the best thing is about this? Is you guys sitting there will all know a Lunkhead. He could be your brother. He could be your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your wife. He's definitely your father. But what we're going to do now is tell you exactly what a Lunkhead is at a festival and why you need to be careful well, to stay away from them. Before we continue, I think you've you've started with advanced knowledge on on lugism and lunkheads. Um, of course, you, like people wouldn't necessarily know what a lughead is, let alone a lunkhead. No, and lugism. I, I'm enjoying lugism the... is a is a form that it, it's hard to avoid because there's so many bellends in the world. Yes, lunkheads is an extreme and aggressive form of lughead. Yeah, and a lughead is the sort of person who, who usually at a festival, but gigs or uh, queues or general life that just gets in the way okay bellends they're fucking idiots i hate them do the sort of people that disrupt your happiness on a day-to-day basis it doesn't matter how tall or how short you are you're standing somewhere and there's that prick who just decides usually he's wearing some sort of turtleneck he'll just stand in front of you and laugh and look at his mates and go Like a proper lughead. So hang on, I, what I'm getting here is, so I'm at a festival, maybe in Hyde Park, other parks are available, and I'm at the, I've am at been in the queue for the bar now for roughly 44 minutes, 
And as I'm standing there getting near the front, a guy or gal squeezes in in front of me just because... Did, did you get the Y in front of the gal? Like, yeah. Gial. Yeah. A guy or a gal squeezes in <laughs> in front of me just because he pretends he knows the person in front of me and that person needs a name. Now, there's lots of names you're probably thinking. He's a... You could say lots. We don't do swear. Lots of... We don't, <laughs> we don't swear. We don't swear on this podcast. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> but... Is there more noise to it? But what, there is a name for him, and it's actually now been put in a dictionary, mainly by us. But that name for that individual is... Lughead. Lughead. Could you spell it for us? L-U-G. Yeah. Head. If you can't spell that, lughead. Yeah, and now lugheads—they're always there. They've got like kind of baggy bowling shirt on, or they've got a fringe, or they—they're wearing sunglasses and they're inside, and they're looking around at someone smoking. They're going, "Oh yeah, you're smoking." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're fucking idiots. The lugheads, and I think lugheads join the family of different heads. So you've got redheads. Who are usually good, right. good humans? Yeah, good right. humans. You've also got Anthony Head, who's yeah. in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He was yeah. in also in a few other, few other shows. And then you've got Lugheads that's recently joined it, which are the lowest of the low, the person that upsets your flow, that ruins your enjoyment, the guy that just squeezes in. So give the amoeba in your dinner. Exactly. The sort of I'll give you an idea. Me and Joe were watching Kanye West. Oh, we're not, I remember. We're that. not name dropping, but we were there at Glastonbury. Yeah. I don't know if we ever talk about Kanye West in this. Do we not? I think we oh, might have mentioned him once episode, having, a, yeah. having a pet or something, but mm. you probably didn't listen to episode two because we didn't. But So listen, we're standing there watching it, having a good time. All of a sudden, someone turns up with a laser pen and he's trying to shine it on some of the artists on the stage. That is classified as a lughead, right? Lughead. But now here's the interesting part. And what makes lughead different from things like a... A cunt. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bleep them out. Okay. Things like a cunt, a wanker, shit. What makes it different from those is is that there is a way to counter and tr- actually destroy a lughead. Before, before you. Sorry. Before that, it's not just tall people because sometimes yeah. tall people get confused with lugheads, and sometimes tall people are like, oh, sorry, I might be in the way. Do you want me to move to yeah. the left or to the right? And usually they're lovely. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Cunts. Exactly, but what we're trying to say is, is there's actually a way of defeating lugheads, and that's important. Oh. So what we need to do is now is is put yourself back in Joe the situation where that guy in front of us was shining his laser pen, yeah, shining his laser pen, genuinely just being a menace to the festival. What do you do to defeat him? Well, it's quite easy, Martin. You just mm. you just at the top of your voice, but making sure they can't get any eye contact. Just go, LUGGIT! Didn't sound very good, that one. We're talking here, so at the back of his head, so not into any of his either ears or women's ears. Normally normally his ears protrude to the point where they make a little cave formation and they can only look ahead. He's very blinkered in the ears. So you just go, LUGGIT! Can you just tell us, Joe, how you defeat a lughead? (laughs) You just... Just give him a little pinch on the bum and say, off you go. But I like the, the method you've used previously, which is... Oh, the real method. You shout furiously in the back of their heads. <laughs> but because they're unaware of the word lughead, they don't know if it's aimed at them. They look around and they think it's someone else. That's what they do. But 
I can't because you sound like a lugged by just doing that lugged sort of stuff. You don't. It's not. I'm not proud of it. I'm not proud of shouting in someone's ear, particularly when they're so lugged. And they're, usually they play rugby, so they're all like cauliflower and stuff Old like that. Old school lugged. Stupid f- luggeds. So okay, hi everybody. So up next, and I think you guys know what's coming now. We are bringing our resident expert. Do you want me to leave, by the way? Joe, do you know what? At this point, mate, I know you need to go for a wee. Maybe have a pizza. I know yeah. you've got a Chicago town in the got freezer. The chicken in the bag. We've got chicken in the bag for you. Um, why don't you go and give yourself some substance? Okay, I'm gonna go now. Yeah. Okay. Great. Right, see you in a bit. Right, okay. See you later. Joe's gone, guys. Now's the time we get private. Making his long-awaited return to episode three of Joe and Martin's podcast. Professor Sugarsnap, are you there? All right, Martin. Thank God for Me. that. So good to hear from you. Thank you very much for appear- <clears throat> appearing on episode three of Joe and Martin's podcast. Now, guys, as you know, he's an expert. Nobody in- knows. He's an expert in bread. He's an expert in apes. And what we've got now is is Professor Sugarstack telling us how he's actually been to, and wait for this, guys, over 197 festivals. All right, Martin. Hello, Professor. How are you today? I'm good. I've been to a million festivals. Oh, a million. Okay. Million festivals. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let me ask you a few questions about some of the uh, best artists you've seen. So let me ask you, have you seen the following people playing live? Jimi Hendrix. No. Okay, brilliant. Gary Barlow. No. Okay, Hayley Cropper. No. The Chuckle Brothers. Uh, no, but there's a story about them in a wee chief that I had a great time. Jeremy Corbyn. No, no, never. Okay, um, Madonna. No. Fred and Rose West. Possibly. Okay. As you can see here, he's been there, he's done that, he's seen some of the greatest artists known to man. Um, now, what I wanted to have a chat to you about was, um, is just hear a little bit more about kind of yourself and how you feel at a festival. Um, and obviously, you've been to so many now that you put me and Joe to shame. So, tell us a bit more. Well, Martin, now I've got my voice back to how it should ah, be. Okay. Um, basically, there's uh, some recreational drugs that I spent a lot of time doing in festival days. Okay. And one of those is one that kids use for euphoria. They use it to keep themselves going and going ah. all through the night. Ah, I've heard of... Okay, sorry, yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah. It's a drug. And me and Barry Manilow, you know, mm. the guy. I know the guy. He's the guy that's 97% made of plastic. 97% plastic, 3% pigeon. I do. And um, obviously the popular TV show Thunderbirds is based on his appearance. He was the one pulling all the strings, if you forget my joke, Martin. Okay. So, me and Bazza, as I used to call him then, when we were on the razzle-dazzle. Okay. We uh, sat there and he wrote this little poem to me, which I'm going to read out today. I see a memory I never realised. How happy you made me, oh, Mandy. And just to recap, this is Barry Manilow talking to Professor Sugarsnap. About his love of recreational drugs, right? Correct. Okay. Martin. Well, you came and gave without taking, but I sent you away. Oh, Mandy, I must tell you, Martin, I was not a fan of recreational drugs that Barry Manilow was heavily, heavily dosed up on. 
hence his face like a squirrel. Like a rubber squirrel. Darren, that man looks like a feature from our front room. Darren, why is that man from Labyrinth? Darren, he's melting. (laughs) Darren, why is that man so highly flammable? Darren, what is this? Darren, where's the fire safety blanket? Darren, I can't remember my ABC. (laughs) Anyway, um, so was there a chorus? Yeah, there was a chorus, but I think you guess what we're doing there in this segment of the item. I guess. Looking in their eyes, I see your memory. I never realised how happy you've made me. Oh, Mandy. (laughs) Well, you came and you gave without taking. But I sent you away. Oh, Mandy. (laughs) And you kissed me and stopped me from shaking. And I need you today. Oh, Mandy. Well, I tell you what, Martin. My name is Mandy Sugarsnap. <laughs> and guys, I, I just... Can you believe now that the song that you've known for maybe 30 years, uh, that you thought was about a loved one, is actually about the popular Class A recreational drug? Now, we're not here to endorse, to tell you what you should do. Or you, should you should not do it, it's You bad. should never do it. But what we're here to tell you what you should know is we should uncover the facts about these songs. Um, that Mandy drug gives you weeds. Wings? Wings gives you hey, <laughs> AIDS. Hey, okay. AIDS. Okay. AIDS, Martin. Um, we did contact Mark Fowler to see if he'd comment on the Mandy giving you AIDS comment, but he was unavailable due to his death from AIDS. Um, anyway, so... I got to talk. <laughs> he wasn't Scottish. He was Scottish. Um, so... Martin. <laughs> so, anyway... Um, Professor Chicksnap, thank you so much for appearing in episode three. We look forward to seeing you in episode four. All right, I'm going um, now. Much, Have a good time. Hopefully we've got... <laughs> we've, hopefully we've got Joe. <laughs> this is Joe Martin podcast. Right, so now we should really talk about the future of festivals. Yes, because there is a very bright and positive future to the festivals that we all love. And the festival market is crammed with lots of stuff. like So like, much stuff. So I'm talking about hog roasts. Darren, there's too much to do. Darren, there's too many hog roasts. Yeah. So we, we know that there is a, a gap in that marketplace and we know there's something else that people would benefit from during their time at a festival. Yeah, you know you know how it is, guys. It's something that you've all always needed at a festival. You've always felt moderately scared that wasn't at a festival. And for the first time ever, it's going to be available in 2019. I've done some research in this one, mm. uh, which is you'll be surprised to know, considering I've not actually done this research. No research. But in the East, there's a, there's a chap called Dr. Gumfaker. Yes, Dr. Gumfaker. He's incredibly skilled. I've seen him before on a... A number of uh, incise or molar-based programmes. Well, you've summed it up, really. He's a dentist, mm. and the dentist. dentistry in music festivals is something that we know is lacking and we know that could change things in Western society. Exactly. However, um, looking into more detail about Dr. Gumfaker, yeah. uh, there's stuff that has been a bit untoward that he's been practising. Um, there has, but just it's worth caveating now, is how many times, listeners, have you been at a festival... So let me let me give you a picture now. You're sitting there 
looking at the, the second stage, watching an acoustic set by the popular band Keen. Mm. And popular. A, upon enjoying yourself very much on that bag of Watsits, you've realised that actually your filling has just come loose. What's your normal reaction to a loose filling? Honestly? I, in one word. In one word? Disproportionate. Is that the word you were looking for? Yeah, that, that works. <laughs> it's exactly the word. And there's been many times when I've been at that festival and I've realised myself why. Hang on, what, you've got a loose filling and you go disproportionate. Disproportionate. And okay, the filling's then fallen down and it's called a well full of pain. But I know that until I get home, I can't get any form of treatment. There's no treatment available. No treatment. Look, guys, just think now. There's def- more defibrators than the dentist. Exactly. And I'm not saying that some of you guys have dabbled in any drugs, but looking at you guys that have been to Creamfields. Looking at you. Glass- well, yeah, well, I'm looking through the webcams. <laughs> I've got that tech. Um, looking at... <laughs> Thinking of you guys who have been to Creamfields or Shangri-La at Glastonbury. Darren, I think I'm being filmed. <laughs> Darren, my filling's falling out of its home. Darren, why is Calvin Harris so fit? Darren, my incisors like the pyramid stage. <laughs> Darren, I've lost my entire denture. Darren. So you understand what I'm saying now, guys, is that there's never been a qualified dentist on site until this moment. So Dr. Gunfucker has been practicing in the Middle East. And during that time, he uh, had some mishaps along the way. And they, I remember this this call that, I, I don't know, I found it in internet. Have you got this recording somewhere? We can get it on the internet. What's the recording of a camera, remind me? It's a phone call from Sue, who is Dr. Gunfucker's PA. Um, we do. That she was fielding a call from a particularly angry patient. Yeah, we do. So what we're going to do is now we're going to plug you in from a call that we've um, extracted from Dr. Gunfakur's um, hard drive. From Sue, Sue, the receptionist, has taken this call. So unfortunately, the doctor was not available, so Sue had to take the call at this point. Uh, point and this was the call. I'll just connect you to the... Good afternoon, Dr. Gunfakur's office. Hello there. Uh, listen here. I've got a real problem with myself. Uh, okay. I, I can't put you through to Dr. Grenfucker at the moment. Can you tell me what the problem is at least? Oh, I don't know who the hell this is, so I've rung some numbers. But I've got a real problem here. Okay. I, I, I can't put you through to Dr. Gunfucker at the moment, but... Would you like to tell me what the problem is, sir? Yeah, I'd like to tell you problem is, right? You ain't gonna believe this. So I came in last week. And I've had a fill-in, just a standard fill-in, right? Okay, okay. And okay, I know that sometimes fill-ins fall out, right? I woke up this morning, I've a couple of beers, and my entire drawer has fallen off. Excuse me there, sir. I didn't, I, I didn't catch that. Did, did your drawer fall off there? Is that what happened there? So if, so if you look at, you know where the teeth are, like the, the up teeth, bit... The, te- the, the bit but the connects your teeth so, to your head. So the teeth at the top and the teeth at the bottom. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You... you your teeth that connects your head to Do you know your what? Mouth. Actually, if I'm describing it accurately, it's not even the jaw. It's more like the entire neck has come out of my mouth. So let me let me just get this right, sir. Where your head is connected to your shoulders, the the head is completely disconnected from the... Listen, it ain't the head, because I can still make telephone calls, and that's important. I'm talking the neck. So anything up from sort of my chest bone... I so the neck has come out of my mouth... It's something to do with that filling. I appreciate that, sir, but what you're saying there is your head 
It's still connected to your mirror for the preceding time. It's still there, because otherwise, you know that. I, 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 know, I appreciate that, but Dr. Gumfucker does, does not involve himself with necks now. That's not what he does. Listen, when I went in there, he said to me, this filling's not going to work. It should it should have numbness for three to four hours. I've woken up the next day, and pretty much me entire neck's not there anymore. I need something to happen oh, okay, now. Okay, sir, I appreciate your concern now right now. What I'm going to do is put you on a hold in there for a second, and just speak, see if we can find someone who represents Dr. Kofuger, and I'm going to speak to him right now. Bear with me one second, okay? Is that okay? That Dr. Kofuger has called us. He said his head or his jaw or something like that has fallen off. What you done to him now? What you done now? What you done to this fella now that he's come here and phoning up and telling me all this stuff? I can't deal with this. I'm only paid minimum wage now. All I want to do is put me clothes in the boot and just see what happens. And I can't do that because Mary's been out and she, Mary's been here and she's been here two hours now and she wants to just go home now. She wants to go home now and to come for a girl. But you're doing this stuff from in here in the Middle East. It's baking. It's, the weather's too hot. It's can't handle this stuff. It's too hot. to got to wear a rag in my head and I don't... I feel like one of the locals but I don't like it. This, I don't... Dr. Comforker, are you there? Uh, don't worry about it. I'm busy at the moment. I'm doing some other stuff. I've got some molars here. I've got some molars. I've got a leg that I've got to deal with. I'm a dentist. I've got to deal with this. I'm trying to get onto a festival circuit at the moment. Can you just get rid of this bastard? I don't get paid for this, but I'll go speak to him now anyway and see what he's saying right now and see if I can deal with this fact that when his jaw falling off and all that sort of thing. Okay there, sir, are you still there? Uh, I'm so glad you come back to me because... Uh, are you, yeah, st- you still hanging on there, sir? Yeah, I'm still hanging on there. I mean, I'm on my last legs, but God, what's, what's he said? Is Wait, he coming? I'm sorry, sir, but Dr. Gumfucker cannot help with your legs if they are your last legs. I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say legs. I, just, just I appreciate e- that, sir, but we've only got two legs in this life. I mean, just now, to explain the, the severity of this is that... I understand, I woke up sorry, coughing I understand, and I understand what you're saying. My entire, entire jaw if, and my teeth and everything in my mouth has come out of my mouth and I, I don't know what to do now. I, I understand that, sir, but if all of your teeth come out and you're in a coffin, there's not much we can do about it. You're a certified dead, sir. I don't know how you're talking to me at this stage, <laughs> but Dr. Comfort is not able to talk to you right now, if that's okay. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll see how it goes and I'll ring you back on Monday. That's very lovely. Thank you very much, sir. I have to get back out now because my friend is sitting in the car now and she's like a dog. She's like a dog, she is, sir. I don't know if she's going to survive, sir, because she's like a dog. She's like a dog or a balloon. It's going to pop at any one moment now. And I don't mean that in any other unkind way, sir. But I hope you're okay with your legs and your jaw. Boop! Okay, so guys, obviously me and Joe have not been able to listen to the call there because it's obviously been uh, added we've just been in the studio but obviously you can see there from what I understand it was an exploration of how great some of his work is some of his happy customers and he'll be coming to festivals in 2019 looking after people's oral hygiene dentistry 2020 that's what it's all about incredible um, and yeah as I said inspirational dentist we couldn't hear the uh, the tapes there couldn't hear any of it but from what it. we understand a absolutely valuable member of the teeth, Middle East, the Middle East, and the teeth tickling society, which I know that dentists like to call each other, mm. um, those crazy gummy nonces. Um, this is Joe Martin's podcast. Okay, it's so a true or false round. We haven't got many questions, but we've got. We've got some. We've got one. 
So we've got one question to go on True and False. What we'd like to know is after you hear episode three is if you liked episode one and two. Mm. Um, who, so who are you talking to? The audience. The audience who didn't listen to it. But if you did and you knew a friend who did, if they liked it and wanted to bring it back, we'll bring it back in episode four. Yeah. So I've got one question. Here we go, go on. True or false? Glastonbury is in the same family as Elderberry, Blackberry and Mattberry. True or false? Uh, can I have a minute to think about it, please? You can have a minute. Okay. Sorry, Glastonbury is in the Glastonbury same family. Glastonbury is in the same family as Elderberry, Blackberry, the popular mobile phone, and Mattberry. <laughs> Mattberry, the comedian. Yes. Who's funny. Yes. Okay, all right. Um, true. Correct. Just to stipulate, Glastonbury is not related to Maryberry. <laughs> okay, I've got a true or false. Go on. True or false? Or napkins. Mm, good question. Sure, false. That's it. Flares. <laughs> the answer to that is flares. <laughs> flares. Claudia Wenkelman. <laughs> Flares. What's that mean? What's the word? Flares. What's the word you say? I put the word flares into it. It's kind of a middle ground. Like flowers. <laughs> no, just flares. Or flask. <laughs> no, not flask. Flares. Flat. Like ass. Flat. Like flat. Flat ass. <laughs> what is it? What's it? It's mean? more. I tell you what. If you had to say, is it more arse or false? It's more arse. Arse, false, it's or flowers. <laughs> flares. True or flat. It's flares. <laughs> flares. This podcast was sponsored by Flares. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening, guys. We'll hopefully see you in episode four. Bye. Flares. <laughs>